Hello and welcome once again. If you are hearing my voice, you are listening to the Two Beers Please podcast, the sports podcast where you join me and Matthew for a nice little beer at the bar as we talk. You've made it. You've made it. We've been waiting for so many days. Uh, You know, we've been sleeping here, really. And... We, we, yeah, I mean, there's some bars that I'd I'd sleep in. They're kind of right. nice, and, you know. Yeah, me there's too. Some, there's some bars that I've probably slept in that I probably wish I wouldn't have. Short, short, you know, sleep. Oof, oof, oof. Yeah, hard, hard truth there from Matt to kick us off. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, welcome back. We're very happy to have you. Whether this is your first time or whether you're returning, we love our fans regardless. And we want to start off by saying thank you all. We reached our $200 goal when you were listening to this. The September challenge will have been concluded, and we will have kind of the listens counted up by the end of the day, and we will be looking to donate those to a Black Lives Matter cause. Uh, you know, help us out. You know, we, we're not entirely sure which cause we should donate to yet. We're open to suggestions. We'll post that on the social media as well. So if you have any uh, charities or any organizations that you think could really use the money, please let us know. We're open to all suggestions. As always, follow us on social media. We've got a Facebook page. We've got an Instagram page at two beers, please underscore podcasts. We've got a Twitter page at the number two BP underscore podcasts. And you can find us on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Today's going to be really interesting. You know, we had a very packed episode the other day earlier this week, but we're still going to give you all the updates on the crazy simultaneous playoffs that continue to roll through the week here. We're going to give you a recap of the best NFL game of the year on paper anyway that happened this Monday, and we're going to go through the French Open round two and give you some fantasy football talk. But first, as always... We've got a celebrity in the house, Matthew, who just wants to give us a little bit of a shout out. So I'm just going to let him take the floor. Like, just wanted to pop in and say that the Two Beers Please podcast is me and Scoob's favorite sports podcast to listen to. We sit back and eat a nice ham and cheese sub and catch up on all the sports we missed. <laughs> we usually miss a lot, too, since we're always chasing scary monsters like Zoing Scoob. I'd rather be watching the NBA Finals than getting the Jeepers scared out of me anyway. Thanks for all you guys do. And if you ever need a ghost or ghoul scared off, like, don't call us, man. Well, thank you so much. We appreciate all your hard work. And uh, we're just happy you have time to listen to us and uh, keep doing you. I mean, since the 60s, you guys have been really, you know, keeping us keeping us safe from all of those men in masks. So thank you so much. Matt, you, how are you doing? How are you doing today, buddy? I'm good. You know, I've always, I've always wondered why Velma hasn't, why doesn't she get contacts? I think, or like a more, you know, a better strategy than what she's doing because girls losing her glasses way too frequently uh, in her line of work. It'd be kind of like, it's a constant issue, Velma. Right. So I, I feel like she needs to be a little more proactive in, in combating the struggle she has with her glasses you know at this point mystery incorporated has to make enough money for her to get lasix right like that has right that has to be in the budget like the cream goggles or whatever like that there's you know when you know you're about to be chasing some right exactly which i suppose which i suppose happens like kind of randomly but like you guys know now you've you've gotten into enough mischief 
spoiled right. enough plants. That's what I'm saying, you know? I, yeah, I mean, I just... Spoiled you, enough you don't plants. Wanna, <laughs> you don't want to make your life any harder than it needs to be, is, is what I'm saying, Velma, you know? Do yourself a favor. Right. But I'm good. I'm good, you know? Today, I was... I was watching Cubs playoff game, which we'll talk about a little more later. And a Man U care about cup match at the same exact time. Uh, interesting, too, I was watching that. You got Ole Gunnar Solskjaer over at Man U. David Ross at the helm over for the Cubbies. Players who were, you know, maybe not the best players you know, during their time at, at both places. But massive contributors, especially in like the team's biggest moments. You think about the treble for United in 99. Of course, the Cubbies won the World Series in 2016. And now these guys, you know, being the manager, managers um, for both teams, it was it's cool to see. Um, but also had the German Super Cup, had other MLB playoff games going. The X, I, have I talked about the Xbox app and the multicast thing? If I have, I'm not surprised because I'm obsessed with it. But yeah, I was watching. I don't like think you have. Games. Yeah. Yeah, the X. I I'd like the other ESPN apps. As far as I can tell, like I got a Roku TV. We have an Amazon one here. I don't think that those Xbox apps like have this system, but on uh, the ESPN apps on those have it like on their system. But the Xbox ESPN app does, where you have like you can press a button and then like have one game big screen and like one small, two small, you know, up to Very four cool. taking like the corners. Yeah, it's awesome. So. I used it for college football on Saturday, which was great. And now I'm going to have to use it for baseball. And uh, I'm excited for like college basketball, but it's it's a nice little feature. I hope they get it on all. I don't know why it's just on the on the Xbox one. Yeah, we'll have to see what the deal with that is. Maybe they're trying it out on some and they'll release it on others soon to come. But yeah, always good to kind of have the multiple TV screens going at once. I find if it's baseball, I can do that. And if it's basketball, I can do that. I feel like following soccer, there's a lot going on where if I have more than one soccer game on at once, it is kind of overwhelming. But yeah, that's that does sound like a lot of fun. And college football would be really nice with that too. I'll have to check out if I can find that application with me somewhere. All right, Matthew, I'm feeling good. You know, got some sleep last night. Really helps the dopamine flow when you do that, when you take care of yourself. So little shout out to Senor Sleep, you know, feeling good and rested. And yeah, indoor dining is back in New York starting today. So uh, I actually work at nice. a cafe. So I didn't even know that. Right. Started today, uh, which consequently also it came out today that cases are rising again. So that yeah. is scary, but well, that was bad. I mean, sort of bound to happen. It was moving yes. together. Like it was just like wasn't gonna be avoidable. Right. right, exactly. So we hope everything stays at a minimum, even if it's rising a little bit. And yeah, we'll see what indoor dining's like. I'm sure I'll have a lot to tell you on Friday because I'll have work. That's a couple perfect. Shows. I got my birthday in five days. I was like, I want to go out to eat somewhere. And now right, want to go out to eat? Yeah, let's do it. Although I kind of depend on the day. Like I kind of like the the outdoor. Uh, dining I, I enjoy now like i enjoy the like whatever measures have been passed to allow everyone to have it right there. it's just, it makes me also like feel like more places are like more open i'm like oh yeah like i get now i can kind of get a look of this place i'd check that out yeah man whatever you want it's your birthday we're gonna go do it we're gonna do it big you know we will you know we will let's take it down matthew we're going to the beer garden what are we drinking today 
I got uh, I, I stuck with Brooklyn Brooklyn Brewery again. Uh, not the sour though. I just went with their Brooklyn Lager. It's kind of the classic from Brooklyn Brewery. Like if anyone's if you've had Brooklyn Brewery, it's almost bound that you've had Brooklyn Lager. Just a nice solid classic beer. The description is says that it unites flavors of toffee, toast, and caramel with a dry hopped aroma full of grapefruit, flowers, and pine. So I, I just think it's a, a solid beer, but. Oh, Matt got a little can action oh. in there. Woo! This time I got the can back. Beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, it's a good one. What are you what are you sipping on? Well, I got, and if Mijan is listening to this, I did take your last one and I owe you a six pack, but we buy each other everything all in terms of beer, so we're all good there. I have a golden monkey Belgian style triple ale with added spice from victory it's it's i've had that that's good oh yeah it's uh 9.5 percent alcohol it's a pilsner with here's a little hops definition for you it's got tetanang hops uh in case you were wondering what that kind of hoppiness was like Uh, it's got my biggest question about it i'm glad i i could see it in your face you're like i can scratch that out of the board you know there you go. It's on the the bingo board of, of yeah, our podcast. Exactly. Yannick mentions hops. Uh, it's got a banana and clove smell, apparently. It's got a fruity body with an earthy hop and savor notes of orange and spice, followed by a dry finish. Let us see what we got here. I'm going to do the same thing with you. I wonder when, like... It had like it certainly is just upped in the last decade, but I wonder even just in general when beer descriptions started getting like wine descriptions. It's like beer used to just be like, "Hey, here's some beer." Like it doesn't really, whatever. Like you might knew you might know the kind of beer that you like like, but you're not you're not getting the descriptions that we're getting for these kind of beers now. Like you would, you know, would right. I mean, I guess people have to differentiate themselves some way. I'm not going to lie. That was super cool because I've had this beer before, but I had never read that it has a banana in it. And I tasted banana immediately. So that was so cool. I give that like it a just has drink. a it just has a banana in it. Like there's just a banana. Yeah, I just sitting. opened it and it came out and I was like, yeah, oh, there's, there's a, a banana. banana. Yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> it was really, really accurate. Uh, but yeah, this beer is really great. Thank you. Uh Mijan for your Belgian style triple. And I, like I said, I was going to today's, I'm actually going to keep to my word. I am keeping an account of the beers that me and Matt drink on the podcast. And one day we'll kind of do our top five list from what we've had. And that'll be a nice little episode we shall do for you. All right, Matthew, we're moving on to the question of the day. You know, we talked a little bit about what might work best in LA after Doc Rivers left last episode. We've got a lot of other coach vacancies in the league. You've got the 76ers in New Orleans with the Pelicans, obviously Mike D'Antoni leaving the Rockets, OKC split with Billy Donovan, Indiana Pacers split with their coach as well. I mean, who do you think will fit with these other teams in the search? Do you think that there's a right coach for all of these teams or that some you have no idea who's going there? Yeah, I mean, NFL NFL coaching stuff is is always it's it is tough, you know. And um I think NBA. NBA, yeah. And that's that's what I meant. Um it, you know, it's, it's it's a difficult thing to to judge cuz like a lot of times too like you'll just see like Billy Donovan like gets fired, but 
already has a new job in Chicago. So like you see guys like change their jobs, but like so quickly, even after they like are losing their job, like they'll get rehired back. And I think we were already wondering about guys, you know, like Doc Rivers, like D'Antoni that have, have left their places. It is interesting to see how many of the coaches like in all the vacancies that we'll talk about are all playoff teams um, besides New Orleans, they were in the playoff hunt, but the rest of them are, of course, part of that is like Knicks, uh, Cavaliers, Bulls, since they weren't, in a, since they were out of the hunt so much earlier, they were able to start their coaching search a lot earlier, but right, still, right, a, yeah. still, a lot of teams that, you know, made the playoffs um, looking for new coaches. I think, you know, like Philly and Doc, I think it sounds a little better than it would be. I don't really think Doc's looking for the Embiid headache. If Joel Embiid like reached out to Doc Rivers and was like, "I'm I'm ready to work. I'm ready to like get this done for you," I, you know, maybe, but I I don't see that happening. Um, I I kind of think Doc maybe to Houston though. I still sort of lean like Doc to, to take the year off, but I'm going to put him in Houston just for this little segment. I, I think it's a good possibility. There's not a lot of like coaching. Like you don't want someone to come in there and be like, all right, here's my system. This is what we're going to play now because that's just going to like what they are is kind of what they are. You can make tweaks to this James Harden, you know, ball heavy offense and small ball kind of three, you know, maybe like get a bigger roster and lineup and such. But for the most part, you don't want to mix it up that much in Houston. So I think he'd be a good guy there. Uh, his coach is there, or his son is there. So you know he'd be able to coach his son, which I think is, which is kind of a fun thing. The Philly job, like the Philly job, is like the toughest one. I, Indiana, I think the Dan Tony seems pretty clear that he's going to go there. Um, and I, I, I think he would maybe, I think he'd rather go somewhere else. But I think Dan Tony also just wants to coach. I think he's like, sure, I'll go Indiana. I told you before, I, I thought Sam Cassell to the Clippers, and I still think that's the right call but it seems like they're leaning or the word is they're leaning more towards Lou so Cassell's also been rumored to the Pelicans for quite a while now uh so I, th- I think he'll go there take over a really young promising roster which would be a great job I mean honestly like you're comparing the two jobs there's pressure in New Orleans because you have to show something with having a guy like Zion Williamson but not the pressure of the Clippers of like you better like the coach, whoever, they, whoever they hire next year, if he doesn't make it to the Western Conference Finals, he's already on the hot seat, like without a doubt. Right, but yeah. um, it's gonna be really yeah, interesting to see what those happens. Those are a few. Those are a few of the guys I've, I've been looking at and teams looking at. Where, where are you looking at guys around the NBA? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, we have very similar thoughts. I think the big questions are like, where is Mike D'Antoni going? Where is Doc Rivers going? Obviously, you know. Mike D'Antoni, I think he goes to the 76ers. I think the 76ers, not to the same extent as the Clippers, but I think the 76ers are also like a, a win now team. Like we need to show progress now before we like move on from Embiid and Simmons. You think Dan, you think D'Antoni's going to Philly? I think D'Antoni is going to Philly. Him or like wow. Mike. I, I, I would say I would love to see. I think because he wants to, I, I think Mike D'Antoni doesn't want to take a step back. So I don't see him going to a team with like the Pacers are fine and they're like a good team to go through. But I think, I don't know. I think Mike D'Antoni. I mean, I get that part. Embiid and Simmons just to me seem like a a very odd fit to the Mike D'Antoni offense, you know? Right. Right. You're fair. But I mean, I think more than like him needing to force his offense onto another team. I think Mike D'Antoni's dealt with big personalities before. So I can see him going to Philly and like being trusted to, maybe change things up there 
for, for the sure. better. Well, and I mean, I agree with you. I don't really think Indiana is where he wants to go, especially like you look at the last few jobs he's been like New York, LA, Houston is a big market. Like the guy has been coaching it, you know, some of the biggest names. So no offense to the Pacers, but yeah, as far as big names go, they don't quite hold up to them. So I do think like the Philly sort of team would be more appealing to him in that sense. A hundred percent. Right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It'll be out. It'll be interesting to see what he decides. I agree. The Philly is hard to, hard to say because like on paper, you know, you see you have two stars and we want to win now. Like, of course, coaches would love that. But like no one wants to go into that headache situation of like, can I win and also deal with these two like players who love to have their own problems? Like Simmons disappears every three months and then Embiid like doesn't know how to keep like how to play like truthfully. Like, well, what do you- and, you know, maybe too. And, and this doesn't just hold exclusively to Mike D'Antoni. And, and this, you know, I'm not, I don't see this happening, but there could be the possibility of you're looking for a coach for Philly and they're like, yeah, I, I, I'm, I want to coach here, but I think we should trade and get rid of Simmons. Or I think we should trade and get rid of, like, if that could be yeah. part of the deal of like, yeah, I, I like your coaching. Like, I, I think that'd be a great staff, but I want this player and I want to build around him. And I think we should move on from him if that could be part of the process. I don't really see that happening, but you never but, know. But Matt, you could also have, like, do a little bit of both. I mean, if you're a coach like Mike D'Antoni, for example, you could say, hey, this isn't my way of playing, but let's try one more year with these two guys. We will do our best with these two guys. But when it doesn't work, hopefully it does. But when it doesn't work, then you're not going to put it on me. If you want me here, we're going to trade them away. And that's just right. the end of I need it. A point, I need a point guard that can shoot the three. Right. Or, or right. I, need a, I need a center that's more more knows how to more, use of, more of a bam more of a bam out of bio than a than a Joel Embiid like right exactly so that's kind of it'll be interesting to see what the conversation is there I also don't know who's going to go to Oklahoma City because they're they're like in this rebuild situation so my thought is I don't know any coaches out there that I can see that are like yeah rebuild so I'm thinking like David Vanterpool who's kind of been like this talked about name he's the Timberwolves associate head coach you know I think like Maybe that's something like someone with little experience kind of going in into a rebuild. Like you learn a little bit together. You have all these young guys with this younger coach. Maybe that's something that you do. But like, I really don't have any idea about them. We'll see what happens. They have like a huge short list. So it'll be kind of interesting. I went with uh, Kenny Atkinson there. You know, I think the, the knock against him was that he really couldn't take the Nets to the next level. But the, the you know, the credit to what Kenny Atkinson is, is, he, is he's great at kind of teaching young guys how to win in this league. And we saw that in Brooklyn with, with Dinwiddie and Lavert and Harris and Jared Allen and the different guys that he really did help, you know, become a, a competitive team, whether, I mean, not NBA finals contenders, but for the young talent that they were, they would, they were a tough out. Um, right. And he did kind of reach his ceiling in, in Brooklyn, but yeah, I mean, OKC is weird because it feels like a rebuild, but, they were a lot better this year than they were supposed to be last year. So is the rebuild dialed up? Do they take a step back next year? You know, Chris Paul is still getting older, but you do have a star Chris Paul there and he doesn't seem to be getting that older that much faster. Like, so I, you know, it's, it's or a do weird you have because it's not like, and even if it is a rebuilding, it is a pretty appealing rebuild because you've That's got freaking draft picks for days. I mean, you like, you have more picks then you know what to do with where it's like, if we can hit on two of these, we'll be good. 
Yeah. And it's also a question of, <clears throat> are you playing with Chris Paul? Like, is Chris Paul still there when you are coaching? I think that's still a question that's a little up in the air. I don't know if, you know, I don't think even Chris Paul knows whether he's staying. So that might be a question if the coach comes in and says, Chris Paul, I still want to work with you stay or I'm coming in and it's time for you to go. Like that's yeah. going to be an interesting thing. I hope, I hope a coach isn't dumb enough to say that to Chris Paul. Philly wise, I did. I, cause I just wanted to put a prediction everywhere. I was going to go out and win, uh, you know, like I feel like I should go out on a limb and I was going to say Wes Unsell Jr. I want to say like Jeff Van Gundy, but I'm not sure that Jeff Van Gundy wants to leave announcing for coach. You know, all right. You know what? Actually Philly, I'll go Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson. Okay. I like yep. that. I That's like what I'm going to go Philly. Wise. I like that. Yeah. You I didn't have, also, I had a, I have a couple questions for you, like coaching wise. Okay. Do you think, do you think the Nets would, would have looked at rivers pretty seriously if they hadn't already hired Steve Nash? Absolutely. Cause doc rivers yeah. also, cause doc rivers, he doesn't in at Brooklyn with KD, with all of these young players who have made so much experience with Kyrie, like all he needs, he doesn't need the to personalities come. game. He yeah, just needs to be able game, to like, which is exactly, which is right, what you want exactly. from doc rivers. Right. So I think that would have been a great fit, but obviously they didn't go with it. They went with Steve Nash. They didn't know doc rivers was available, obviously probably. And yeah, I'm, I mean, that's, that's definitely kind of came, came out of the blue. Although I love the, I love the pettiness too of the, of the Clippers being like finals about to start. All right. That's when we're going to announce our coaching firing. Like, like we're going right. to steal the headlines a little bit right before the finals begin. Right. Right. Before every talk in LA is going to be about the Lakers for the next year and a half. So let's yeah. like, just do that. I feel that. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Van Gundy, you mentioned him. I actually, and this is kind of like a, a sneak pick, but he's on their short list. So it's yeah. not like completely out of the blue. I have him going back to the Rockets. I mean, he's on yeah, the Rockets. That would be awesome. I mean, he can deal with personalities, and he has coached for the organization already. And I yeah. think he, I think he would do well there. I don't know. I think Jeff Van Gundy would do well with with Russell Westbrook and and James Harden. I don't know. <laughs> I'd love, I'd love to see Van Gundy. I honestly like both the Van Gundys, um, Stan and Jeff. I wish would get back into coaching. But then at the same time, I'm like, I love you as broadcasting guy. Right. You're yeah. funny and you're smart. And like, you're just kind of like, you're both just kind of dorks, but like you all like, I, I, I love, especially Stan. I love listening to you, but I like, I like Jeff, but it would be great to see them back to coaching as well because they're both great coaches. Right. Yeah, absolutely. They, they both are great coaches. And uh, for the Pacers, um, I said, Mike D'Antoni or what I'm hoping happens because they have a useful team and like, let's just take a shot at it. Right. Because someone has to eventually just Becky Hammond, just like go for Becky Hammond. That would you know? be like, so sick. I would love that. I get that Mike D'Antoni is probably going to get the job, but I think the Pacers with where you're at, you're not competing anytime soon. You're this good middle ground team. Go with Becky Hammond, see what she can do. And like, just take a chance on it because like with Mike D'Antoni, I get what you're getting, whatever. But, like, I, I don't know. I think Becky Hammond deserves a chance to coach in the NBA, and I, I just – I hope that Indiana is the team that makes that pick. They're the most likely for me to make that pick uh, with all the teams, like, where they're at. So that's kind of who I – it's like it's like a it's it's like a desire pick more than, like, a prediction, I would say. I still think Mike yeah. Tony is probably, like, going to be the favorite there. But, yeah, that's how I – what do you think? Do you think Becky I would, Hammond I mean, gets the job? 
I don't think she gets a job this carousel, no. but I think like, but I think, you know, that's part of, of like the head coaching carousel is like, all right, the, here's the, the one like next NFL coaching carousel, Eric Bellamy from the Kansas city chiefs is going to be the first name we hear. Like, you know, like sometimes like, it's just like, all right, you get your name into it and then you get the interviews and this and that. I also though wonder if like, I don't know, I could see pop being like, take over San Antonio for me when I leave. Oh yeah, like and a Yoda would be, and that would be a pretty, you know. I love that. Would love with, that. But yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I don't see her getting hired this time around. But no, that's. I rough. think that's I think rough. it happens. I, think I mean, it happens. has to. It has I mean, to. It's tough. It's tough. Like it's not like you're right. It's a difficult right. thing. It is. It's because it's yeah. There's so much money, and like I get that. There's like so many coaches that just have more experience i get that but like also cow- I, I mean also like the nba like most of these coaching staffs is like you look around and like they're such cowards like they're just like i'd rather take this commodity who has proven that it can't really get it done but it can get it done enough right yeah like exactly. we'll, we'll win games i might make a conference final probably not going to the nba finals but like i'll have some playoff runs we'll win some games and you know what I've seen them do that a couple of times. So I'll hire them instead of hiring the thing you don't know about that. Yes. Could be horrible, but also might take you to the championship. Like, I don't know why these people just hire the same people over and over. Right. And over it's like doc rivers after his playoff experience, you know, yikes sometimes, you know, like, can he, can he do it still? We'll see if that's kind of something that you answer. I, I, for the Clippers, I do have Tyron Lue just because of the talk that's happening. I would love yeah. Sam Cassell to get the job. But again, he's kind of in the same boat where he's, you know, he's working with the Clippers. He's got that experience with the team. So I think that's probably what happens. With the Pelicans, I went Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd still doesn't have a job. I can see that for sure. Right. And he does seem like a guy who can really like, you know, he doesn't have to perform in the first year, at least, like you said. Like he just has to show some growth with Zion and with Lonzo. So I, I think that would be, yeah, I think that would be a good fit for, for the Pelicans, at least for now. And yeah, so that's all that we have to say about the coaching changes. Lots of things to be decided. We'll see if we're right. We'll probably be completely wrong, but you know, so is Truly. the coaching carousel. I, I'm going to go ahead and guess neither. I'm going to go ahead and guess neither of us would have been like, oh yeah, Nets, probably Steve Nash. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, that's who they'll hire. That would have been a shot. In the, if you had told me the Nets were just going to hire Steve Nash off the street, I would have laughed in your face. Are you kidding me? I'm not Come sure the on. Nets knew they were going to hire Steve Nash like a month ago. Yeah, Steve Nash walked in their office and they're like, hey, so I coach you. <laughs> He's like, He started okay. dribbling with the soccer ball and with the basketball. And he was like, how about that coaching job? And they're like, sure. I, that's, uh, yeah, that's, a cool that's a cool ass trick, man. You're hired. You're hired. That's the Brooklyn way, man. To be fair, the front office is not very, you know, tough to impress. (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. But we'll see. It's going to be exciting to see who gets into what job. And we'll keep you guys updated as it happens because it it is super exciting. There's so many changes with, like, good teams happening. It's not like the worst teams that are having changes. It's, like, good, at least middle ground to upper teams that need new coaches. So we'll see who gets those jobs. We're going to move on to... The update on the results since Monday. Matt, why don't you kick us off? We had a Monday night football game, and baseball playoffs have been rampant. They have, yeah. Monday night football, I mean, you talked about it earlier, kind of the game the game of the year, or at least on paper was supposed to be. wasn't wasn't a bad game by any means, but was, um, wasn't quite 
the close game we might have expected. It was the Mahomes and the Chiefs, you know, making sure there's no doubts that they are the best team in the NFL. Ex-Super Bowl MVPs moved to 5-0 and against reigning MVPs, which is the weirdest stat in the world. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what, what – I don't like. I, that's just like such an odd thing to be like, oh, they're undefeated. I mean, I guess, you know, your team's probably still good because you won the Super Bowl. But you would right. think if you were an MVP the year before, your team next year would be pretty solid as well. Right, yeah, exactly. It's an interesting statistic. <laughs> but um, 34-20 to 20 KC win in Baltimore. You can tell this was kind of personal for 15 for, for Mr. Mahomes. 385 yards, four touchdowns. You know, there, there was kind of that shot of him counting to four, which we have all kind of expected to be in reference to the top 100 players, him being ranked number four, which is ridiculous. Uh, you can tell he wanted this one, and he wanted it with a little bit of style. That's the thing with with the great ones. Like they don't want to just win. And we saw it without Asanya this weekend. Like it's, it's not just victory. It's it's putting on a little bit of a show uh, and and showing without a doubt that you are better than the person right across from you. Uh, ball control in the game plan for Baltimore, I, I thought, just kind of got thrown out the window though. Like I, Casey was terrific, but it, it felt like Casey was terrific, and then Baltimore kind of like panicked. And got away from that running the ball, kind of holding the ball and, and ball control and, and that attack that they do with Lamar, where it's not just Lamar running, but it's a multitude of running backs. And then they throw it and they throw it to the tight end. They got they just got away from from what their game plan is and tried to outduel Casey, which is just stupid. Nobody's going to do that, uh, especially you're not going to do that because that's not how you play. Right. So I, I thought, you know, Baltimore just kind of did themselves a disservice in the sense of, of how they just kind of freaked out and seemed to completely change how they were going to attack KC. You know, we've heard before, this is the Brady Manning of the future. Let us not forget that rivalry really wasn't all that close. You know, Peyton, he, he got a couple uh, at the end, you know, the back end on Tom with AFC championship game wins in 2013 and 2015. Peyton did end up leading their playoff head to head record three to two. But overall, Brady was 11-16 against Peyton. You know, Brady Brady kind of had his number. And we know Super Bowl-wise, Brady certainly has Peyton beat. If if Lamar and Mahomes is going that way, which it may be, you got, you know, Mahomes winning the Super Bowl like Brady. Mahomes 3-0 and against Lamar. Lamar winning MVPs but not being able to do it in the playoffs, a la similar to, to Mr. Peyton Manning kind of early on in his career. So, We'll see if that trend kind of continues. But right now, the Chiefs and Pat Patrick Mahomes got Lamar and, and the Ravens numbers. That's for sure, Yannick. Right, yeah. It does seem like that. And honestly, the difference between Manning and Brady, what you can say about Manning and Brady is Brady had Manning's number for sure. But it's not because Brady was the better, I mean, more t- accomplished quarterback, fine. But you look at their pure mechanics, Peyton Manning was just as good as Tom Brady. You know, there's no nothing to say that Tom Brady was so far ahead of you know, Lamar Jackson. In this game, it really did seem like Patrick Mahomes was so far ahead of Lamar Jackson in terms of him figuring out his game and Lamar still needing to, you know, iron out some things. So after this game, where do you see Patrick Mahomes? I mean, he dominated in the game of the of the of the season. You know, that's what MVPs do. So where do you see him in the MVP ranking? You know, we talked about Kyler Murray. He obviously had a disappointing game against the Lions. You know, we've talked about Aaron Rodgers. He had a good game against the Saints. You know, we've talked about Josh Allen, showed himself against the Rams. So where do you see Mahomes in the MVP rankings, you know, coming into week four now? 
Right. You know, he's he's a tough one because it, it's always tough with those guys when they come off of a, a Super Bowl win. Sometimes there's like there's even a bias against them of like, oh, yeah, you're on a really good team and you're doing well and and this and that. I would say just because he's been the hot name for so long and he won it, you know, a couple years ago and, and has the Super Bowl and everything that right now he's probably like on the outside looking in of the top three, which which would probably be, you know, Russell. I, I mean, I probably would say Josh Allen. And then uh, I, I, I would maybe put Rodgers in front of Mahomes right now just because of, of Rodgers' like elevated play and what it's done for, for the Packers. Kind of not a lot of people expected them to, to be 3-0 as much as we did kind of expect KC to be 3-0, even with this tough game. So I think – but like he's one of those guys that he's going to get MVP votes no matter what. It's, it's more of like does Russell have a few bad games – and Patrick just being Patrick then takes the lead. You know what I mean? Like, I think, I think Josh Allen's going to fall away and Patrick's going to ride. Like, it's going to be one of those things where Patrick now has excited us and shown what he can do so much that like his big games that normally you'd be like, damn, that's an MVP right now. Like he's the top guy. Like they, we're, we're not as impressed by them anymore. Like it's like the LeBron effect where like LeBron should probably have five more MVPs than he does but we've just gotten so accustomed to like LeBron dominating that way that we give it to somebody else. So I think there'll be a little bit of that, like hurting Mahomes. but you know, he's in the race and he, he's certainly going to be. And if he takes it home in the end, I, I won't be surprised, but I think it's more some guys that, you know, have a little more of the hype right now faltering than him because how right. much more can he elevate his game? You know? Right. It, it almost becomes like a Tom Brady situation where he has to go 16 and zero in order to like, be considered because we already know like he has to perform just like at this ungodly level for us to consider him because we're like yeah you're you're like the best player but are you the most valuable player it's it, it's this weird conundrum that happens in every sport i think when you think of like look at mike trout like mike trout has been in the mvp race like 80 times and we, he never gets it and at the same time we're like but he's the best hitter in in all of baseball it's it's just funny that way uh that that happens just because we know we expect it from him you know so so it's almost less valuable which doesn't make any sense because we it should be more valuable that he continues it but but it's just how it goes what's the deal with lamar jackson's game mike's got a mike's got a a few mvps he does mike trout mvp or or like al He's got three. Okay, see, this is why I don't know all about baseball. I'm glad. Okay, I'm well, I mean, glad. I'm glad. Like, I'm yeah, glad. he's like he's the AL MVP, but that's how they do it in baseball. There's no like right, 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 right. You're right. No, you're right. You know what? You're right. I didn't. I that's what I didn't think about. I think I thought baseball was overall, and now I'm yeah. realizing it's AL NL. Uh, it's more. It's, it's more just sad of just like how the hell do you have a three time MVP and not even be like in the playoff right? I, Angels, leave the Angels, Mike yeah, Trout. Please fly out of please, LA. My, any I think team. I I think Mike's too nice of a guy. Like I need Mike to have a little like Bryce Harper in him and be kind of a selfish douchebag and be like, I need to like get up out of here and go win some damn games. Yeah, Mike Trout, I have a great location for you. You ready for this? The Boston Red Sox, please. Por favor, Don't go there. Por favor, come on, Don't let's do there. it. Let's do it, Mike. Let's we do it. We just said we wanted him to win. Hey, hey. We finished the season okay. I want everyone to know that. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, it's sad. 
It's sad. Yeah. Okay, so what's the deal with Lamar Jackson, though? Do you think this was just a bad game? Do you think it's indicative of some growth that he has to do? Like, what do you what do you think it was? No, I mean, I think I, I blame more like the kind of the coaching staff of just like how they went about the game. And, and as I said, they they panicked a little bit when Casey kind of started getting rolling and they were like, oh, we got to keep up with them. We're like, No, you just play your game. Run the ball. You use your use your stable of running backs. I mean, there, there's running backs. They hand the ball off to guys in games. And I'm like, when when did he join the team? I like <laughs> how many running back how many running backs do you have? Gus Edwards. Uh, Let's you know, go. I think they are I think they are missing Yonda a little bit on the line there, which of course you're going to. He's been one of the best guards in the in the uh, NFL over the last decade. But yeah, I mean I, I think mostly that game was just like coaching staff. Come on. Right. I mean, it was also, you know, just disappointing. And we'll talk about that later with fantasy football. But Marquise Brown and Mark Andrews, like their stats were very disappointing. So it remains to be seen whether I think the question remains for me, can Lamar become that pocket passer? Because you're right. The coaching staff failed the Ravens in this Monday Night Football game. But even with the bad decision to avoid the run, Lamar could not make the passes that he needed to in the pocket. And so... That does become like a question. For sure. But I mean, I think too, like you say, Marquise Brown and Mark Andrews. Well, Mark Andrews, great tight end, you know, touchdown target. Marquise Brown, incredible, like big play kind of guy. But Lamar doesn't have a lot. I mean, you know, I talk about the million running backs they have. He doesn't have a lot of pass catching options. Like they need to get Lamar some help. Like Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league, but he's also got Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill and Miko Hardman and, Sammy Watkins to throw the ball to like Lamar needs some more weapons on that team. Yeah, absolutely. No, you're definitely right. And you know, that's why they were talking with Antonio Brown in the off season. And that would have been, you know, possibly a good uh, fit, obviously not personality wise, but just in terms of needing a better pass catcher because Mark Andrews, needs some I believe he's the most targeted. They need someone stable. Fair, 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 fair. But Mark Andrews <laughs> is the most targeted, you know, receiver on their team. And that, you never want your tight end to be the most targeted in my head. I don't think you ever want your, unless not that the tight way, end. Not the way they, not in the way they use him. Like, you know, exactly. like brand, the way they have exactly. Kittle, Kittle plays more like a receiver. Like Mark Andrews plays a pretty prototypical tight end, you know? Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's yeah. That's a great point. All right. Take us on to baseball because playoffs are here, baby. They are. They are here. We already actually have a, a team in the divisional series. Unfortunately, it's the Houston Astros, which is God not good news to it. anyone. God uh, damn it. it! You know the Twins. I you just get so much optimism for the Twins. They have great regular seasons, and then the postseason losing streak continues. It's at a eighteen games now after the Astros won the two games over the Twins. Just sad to see them go. Nobody wants to see Houston there. Like I was thinking though, if Houston wins this, we've talked about how so many titles and. All this stuff is like, no, it, it's valid. It all feels warranted. And, you know, the Lightning are Stanley Cup champs. We're not going to look back at this and say it's it's cheated. Do you think if Houston wins, we as sports fans might be like, you know what? This wasn't a normal World Series. You only played 60 games. This world, it barely counts. Like just the disdain of the Astros. Do you think we, we use that caveat to uh, kind of undercut the success they would have? In a way, but I don't think in that way. I don't think people will be like, 
oh, you know, the Astros played in this weird season and won because they'll still have had to play the Dodgers in the finals and beat them. So well, we don't that, know that necessarily. Okay, but in all intents and purposes, they probably will, if they make it to the finals, have to play the Dodgers. So they will have to beat the Dodgers in my head as a prediction, right? And if they beat the Dodgers, I'm saying, but like in, in that case, all- in that case, then then say then say the Dodgers, they don't play the Dodgers. They play one of the other seven NL teams. Okay. So that then that's a good point. If they play the Dodgers and beat them, you right. know what actually we got yeah. what you meant. But okay, is so, it, is it, uh, like would would you think there would okay. be some of that? So here's my point. I, I, it actually doesn't matter who they play. That was a moot, moot point. In my head, I think people will less be like, oh, you know, it was a shortened season and more be like, you could win this World Series and I still don't care because you still cheated your way through the other two. Congratulations. Houston Astros fans can feel like they have something to cheer about. You know, Carlos Correa can come out and say, oh, look, all you haters, right? But I'm not, if the Astros beat everybody to the final and win the final, I don't care. I'm not going to, I care less about the exceptions you think, of the season. You think if they go out like high, like they say stuff like high haters, people won't be like, this ser- this World Series barely even counts, dude. Like, no, 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 like, no. no. I, I, you don't think people are going to like hit back at that? They're just going to be like, we don't care. I do. You know, no, I definitely do. I think more personal, I'm talking on a more personal level. I, 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 I do. Well, yeah, that. I mean like personal person. I'm not going to, I don't give a shit what the Astros do day right, to day. Right, 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 right. I guess. It doesn't guess- affect me that much, Yannick. Don't worry. <laughs> I guess I can see I guess I can see people pointing to the season and being like, you know, it doesn't matter, yada yada yada. But at the same like at the same time, for me as a fan, I'm watching and I'm like, it's so bad with the Astros that like I won't even point to the season being shortened as a reason to call you irrelevant. I don't care about your win this year because I will never get over your two wins. Two, two, Matthew, two World Series wins that were stolen. So like I don't, don't get one. The no, Nationals beat them last year. No, they, they got one. the. They don't have one. They have two. They do not. Tell me they I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. They have two World Series, don't they? Nope. Oh, they got right. one. one. Oh, you're right. Because the red. Oh, you're right. You're right. Because the Red Sox beat them that year. Uh, right. Okay. But don't you well, think? Then- but don't you think even like that? Like that's kind of proving my point, though, of like you being like. I don't even care about this thing because you did that. Like, that's kind of what I'm saying of like the Astros. Like, I think we went like, are you, I guess more your argument would be that even if it was a full season and they did it regularly, you would still be like, I don't care that you won. But like, I, I guess part of that, like, I think because it is a shortened season, people will like, will like be like, yeah, it doesn't count. Like you're like, that's, that's you a great care. point. Yeah. You know? I think my point is even if it wasn't a shortened season, people would be like, this doesn't matter to me. Right. Like, no, absolutely. That, and I like, that's that, I guess that's kind of the, at the heart of the heart of what I'm saying of like, because we, because ha- most of the time for all these sports, we've been like, nah, this is a normal season. This is good. Like you've deserved this award. And like this, like you lightning deserve the Stanley cup, the heat or the Lakers deserve the final, like the Larry O'Brien. But I think this is going to be like, this would be the one time where I think we'd all kind of like as a sports community be like, nah, you didn't, yeah. you didn't win. It was yeah. Jordan. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know what? It's shortened, and also, congratulations, you won one, it cancels out the other one, and now you're back at zero. For me, that's what it is. You get negative one for what you did, that one that you won, and now you get negative one, you get negative one and now you're back at zero. Congratulations, you're even with everybody else. That's, like, what it means for me. And what I don't like is that the players are coming out and being like, these, like, oh, everyone hates us, we're underdogs. No, no, no. No one hates you because of, like, the Patriots are hated for winning all the time, right? And the Patriots are hated for having these quasi-things that happen that are are still, after all this investigation, you know, kind of up in the yeah, air. Yeah, cheated. So. Not as much as the Astros is, though. Come on. you have, no, you can't. Yeah, that was, that was my argument. I was just saying. Okay. What you're okay. trying to, uh, you know, right. no, no, no. to was you guys cheating. For sure. I am alluding to that. I am alluding to that. But here's the thing, right? Like... With the with the Patriots that it happened, it's it's not like there's this thing that they shouldn't have done that they did, and and you know maybe it gave them advantage. It's hard to tell, but we hate them because they keep winning and and yada yada yada. It's this thing where in two straight series they got to the finals when they didn't need to, right? And they beat out teams in a really long season. Other than the NFL, which is like 17 games, they stole 120 games from other teams doing that. So it, it does become kind of a different conversation. But yeah, I just think anybody's going to use any excuse. And I, I think that this shortened season is definitely going to be an excuse that's used. But even if – I just hate how their players are coming out and saying, oh, hate us. Like we thrive off of it. I'm like – We do. We Honestly, we do. We do. We do. So you don't take that much – you don't take that much time in my, uh, in my thoughts, Astros. I hate you, but I, I don't care. But they are on – to the divisional round, all the AL teams were uh, who played yesterday. As I said, the Astros won; they won four-one yesterday. Uh, also had the White Sox getting a win over the Athletics, but the A's did tie it up today, so that one will go to a game three. Had the Rays taking down the Blue Jays; they're already well on their way to a game two win and onto the divisional round themselves. Yankees coming out swinging against Cy Young, future Cy Young winner. Shane Bieber, 12 to 3 over the Indians. Absolutely hell of a game by the Yanks. It's it's a nice omen. It doesn't mean much because baseball's, you know, the playoffs are long and baseball games themselves are, are long, but that is how you want to see the Yankees be hitting the ball uh, at the start of the playoffs. And if they can get by the Indians, that's big because that's a, a really, really good pitching staff. Braves started their series today against the Reds. Both these seven seeds are good. White Sox and Reds. Like, I, I don't think anyone. Would be that surprised seeing them in the LCS. Braves were able to get the game one win in the 13th inning off of a Freddie Freeman hit, the possible future MVP for Atlanta, getting it done clutch for them. My Cubbies do go down. I mentioned getting to watch them while I was watching Man U. Man U won 3 0, but Cubs go down to the Marlins 5 1. It's the first time the Marlins are in the playoffs, I think, since like 2006. Right. It's been a long time. It might even be longer, but. Strong win for the Marlins. And, you know, for the Cubbies, it's the same story as it has been the last couple of years in the playoffs, not producing enough runs. And I saw it here again today with only one run. Uh, their NL Central rival Cardinals started their game hot with the Padres, a four-run first inning. They're up 6-3 to three over San Diego at the moment in the top of the fourth. But, yeah, as we say, you know, we got the Astros in the divisional round. We've got a game three between the A's and the White Sox. A few more, you know, the Rays will probably be – Moving on tonight, a couple more series with chance. You know, Yankees got a chance to move on tonight. Jan, what's your kind of first feeling from the uh, the opening couple games of the MLB playoffs? 
Right. Well, the playoffs determine what your legacy is. And Shane Bieber could have had the best season of any pitcher in the goddamn century. He got lit up. That was disappointing. That was disappointing. It amazes me how many times that happens. Right. It's it is. It's kind of crazy. But you know, at the same time you say that, but Garrett Cole didn't get lit up. Garrett Cole served it up. And so, you know, there there becomes this this experience that comes with, you know, being a playoff pitcher versus being a regular season pitcher. And I just don't I just don't know if I trust Shane Bieber in the playoffs. And what sucks is like the Indians can come back, but they were banking on having going in 1-0. They were yeah. banking on going in 1-0. You have a Cy Young winner. Like, you're like sick. We got like – You have the best pitcher in 50 years according to statistics. Like, you should win that first game. And then you can lose two to the Yankees and like, oh, they they're have a comeback. Aaron Judge is good. Everybody – fine. But like, to go down with your best pitcher, that's – It was huge. And, and just schlacked. And it's not yeah. like he went out three – One close. Yeah, he got schlacked. Not like anyone else. It was him. So that's really disappointing. Yankees bats showing up. We talked about this. Is Are the bats going to show up now that they're without injury? And they did. So that's dangerous for anyone in the AL. That is dangerous. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, for sure. I mean, they, they, uh, they did really well. Obviously, talked about the Twins. I mean, you had one job. You had one job. It's so heartbreaking because... Not only is this their 18th straight, they haven't won a playoff game since 2004, right? They haven't won a playoff game since George W. Bush was president. So, like, you know, it not only is it a, a massive choke, but you had one jobs twin, you knock the Astros out, you make everybody happy, and then yeah. you can choke. And then you can choke. Then continue My your goodness. losing streak. My goodness, you had one job. Bad. And they everybody. choked, they choked in both in both games, too. Like both games were like you. Probably, I mean, you had a chance at least to win right. each of them, and right? Just, and that, and Matthew, truthfully, until they win the World Series, I'm never voting. I'm never putting any kind of support behind the Twins again. That's it. That's it for me. They just support. Yeah, it's real hard. And you know, as my friend Will Gobler said, you know, I said, "Are the Twins the biggest chokers in history?" And he said, "Yes," as if that wasn't an easy question. So I think it's just more than his Vikings. Damn. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't go into his Vikings. I thought it was too soon. I thought it was too soon. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Twins they won't choke this year. Don't worry, Will. Yeah, they won't. They won't. Uh, the Yankees, you know, ain't going Yankees, anywhere. Yeah, that's true. True. They won't be in a situation where they choke. No, but the Yankees. <laughs> yeah, they'll they'll choke the wild card playoff. That's what's gonna. That's what's gonna gonna be. But yeah, I mean, the Yankees were very impressive for me. Uh, the White Sox losing this game is going to be interesting to see, you know, what happens between them and the athletics uh, for sure. The Padres down, but, I, you know, I don't – they're coming back a little bit, and I don't expect them to play like this every game. I think the Cardinals just started out hot, and that's all you need in baseball sometimes. But, yeah, Shane Bieber, biggest disappointment for me. The Rays looking real good. I mean, you look at them. Blake Snell killed it. Uh, today, uh, what's his name? Tyler Glass now killed it. They got Charlie Morton. I mean, that's – Matt, that's three straight wins that you should have with those three pitchers. And they got a bullpen behind it. And they have good hitters. I whew, that's real scary for me. I don't know. They're I don't know. Any, they're a good team. And we definitely like we've been talking about them, but I don't think we've been talking about them with enough credit, you know, because they're just they're just a good one seed. And and you gotta show it in the playoffs, and they have. I mean, the Blue Jays being like a good youthful team, but 
They've shown it. And I, I'm just excited for the rest of the uh, of the playoffs. Here's another statistic for you. The Marlins have been in the playoffs twice in their history, Matthew. Do you know how many times they've won the MLB World Series? Twice, isn't it? Twice. They have won every single time they've been in the playoffs. They've either won it or not been in it. So that bodes not well for anybody. Yeah. For anybody. <laughs> I, don't, I didn't know. I knew they had won the World Series twice, but I didn't know that they. Right. They've made that's it twice. That's incredible. That is, I mean, it's also kind of a, you know, I mean, they kind of a credit to them not being the greatest franchise, but also it, you know, tough to get into the MLB playoffs. It's only been recently that they added a fifth team. I, you know, speaking of that, do you like, I hope they keep this 16 team layout. I was watching ESPN the other day and it sounds like MLB. It was, I believe it was Tim Kirkagen because whenever it's MLB news, it's Tim Kirkagen, but I think they wanted to like reward the team with the best record. So it, it sounded like a, a 12 or 14 team playoff was more likely than uh 16, which I'm fine with, but I, I like the, the expanded playoffs so much more. I mean, I, I get why baseball playoffs has had, has had a smaller amount of teams in their playoffs as opposed to other sports, but screw that. Get, get a bunch of teams in there. Let's see some chaos. Let's see some crazy shit. Right. Because, you know, I just think, I, with any sport, there is no harm in adding. I'm saying, like, if you're saying the regular season doesn't matter, like, half the teams get in anyway, fine. I get that. Like, maybe we shouldn't do it. But if it's a third of the That's the, the team, case in the NHL. That's the case in the NBA. Right. And you see those teams perform. And guess what, Matt? The best teams will still win. If they don't win, they're not the best teams. That's yeah, just they didn't the deserve truth. it. Like, if you right. get upset, then you did not deserve to be – the champion. That's right. it. It's not like, it's not like we, right. It's not like we randomize it and are like, oh, we just happen to play this really good team. Cause no, you play the worst team. So you should have an easy first round. Yeah. That is like it. So that's I'm like challenging you. Right. Yeah. It's not like we're going to be like, oh, we're going to include as many teams as possible. If you lose, no, you get to play the worst teams until basically the end. So you should win every time you should still yeah. get there. So like, let's, I saw, I saw something about how like, they're like, man, this is kind of unfair. Dodgers and, uh, uh, Rays having to play this little three game series. They're just like they're the best team. They play the Brewers and Blue Jays. If they can't beat them, then they right. weren't that good. I guess I don't know. I don't. I don't know how that's unfair. Right. And they're saying, yeah, exactly. It's not like best of two. It's not like whoever wins the first game wins, where it's kind of one game can decide it. If you lose two straight games to the Brewers in three or two out of three, you're not the best team. Yeah, you're like, not you the best you team. Get, like you didn't get it done when it mattered most, and that is. He's like, that's on you. That's not, right. I don't, it's don't really know what you want, uh, what you want us to do. Jan, what are your, uh, we, you and me filled out brackets. What are your NLCS and your ALCS predictions oh, again? Um, I think, I believe my NLCS is the Yank. No, no. Is the Rays versus the White Sox. I believe that is what I have down as my ALCS. I'm going to check it really quick. Rays and Sox. I think that's right. You I believe so. Yeah, well, you can check it. I remember my. I have I have the Yankees and the Sox, the White Sox. With yeah, the Yankees, I have the Rays and the Yankees, White Sox with the Yankees winning, and then on the NL side, I've got the Dodgers over. I went homer. I went so homer on this bracket. I got the Dodgers against the Cubbies with the Dodgers winning that. And then I have LA beating New York in the World Series. I think in like five or six games. I kind of think the Dodgers are going to kick their ass, but right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I Who's have your, your NLCS. 
My NLCS is, is Dodgers against the Braves. I have the Dodgers against the Braves. And uh, yeah, I have the, the Dodgers winning, playing the White Sox in the finals, and them winning it all. We'll see if the if the White Sox even make it. We'll see. It's a dangerous one already, but uh, you knew that was going to be tough. There's a satellite. Like, yeah, there's, yeah there's, it was always going to be tough. Seven seed, but yeah, for sure, it's definitely going to be tough. But uh, yeah, I mean the baseball playoffs, exciting as always. We shall see what happens. But I mean, could we ask for something better? I absolutely not. It's just just another the first game started at twelve today, and the last game, the Dodgers Brewers game, starts at ten. Right, it's just been There's baseball. Eight all games day. that start in a ten-hour span. I, don't, I mean, it's it's terrific. Just when I was getting kind of sad because I was like, man, all the over-the-top like basketball day, hockey all day, all that stuff is like kind of ending, and then boom, here we go. Here we go. 